Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And tonight, I am so excited to bring back the flocking queen, the queen of the flock, the chicken mom, the dog bear mom, dog cow. So I'm just the animal mouse. mom at this point. I'm just feeding 17 mouths over here. So, oh. yeah. that's 17. insane. It is yeah. so good to see you. I'm so glad to have you back. What's in your cup? I, uh, hot water. Yum. <laughs> Real exciting over here. Yeah. yeah. Everybody for the hot water. I just listened hot to George. You ever listen to a, not George Peterson. What's his name? Uh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I just listened to one of his speeches today while I was doing the cleaning and the mom stuff. And he was talking about what he ate and what he eats. This man eats beef, salt, and water. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all he eats. That's all he, that's he, he doesn't cheat Ever, like ever, he said. PP Purple Princess, thank you so much for the super sticker. We love she, your face. Oh. I need to see Mrs. CW. Is that your chicken? Oh, it's, yeah, we've so Dirty Dan has named the chicken Miss Cluckensworth. Um, a CW. Got you, I got you. Do you want to talk about the chicken? So I have a chicken in my shack. She does. We are going to talk about the chicken. We're going to get all caught up with Becca here in just one second. Yeah. But before we do, tonight's show is brought to you by. <laughs> Buy fresh cat mushrooms. You go to freshcatmushrooms.com or you can use the link in our link tree, which is listed in the description of this live, and it will give you 10% off by using Shipwreck 10 at checkout. And you can get your tiger's mane and your lion's eye and all the stuff you need to keep yourself centered over the next couple of years because God knows we're going to need it. Segwaying into that, as soon as we're done with Becca's live, we've got another broadcast scheduled for tonight to talk about some political things that went on, uh, and that's going to be at 9, 10 tonight. So once we're done here, we're going to be over there. If you can join us, great. If you can't, no big deal. We'll upload it just like we do everything else. Um, Frickin' A. Johnson, I had something else, but I don't remember what it was, so it's all good. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. We got to like, smash the like button. Hit the smash the like button. button. No, it was something. it was something with you, though. Oh. Is it, are you, what, uh, no, you were live. You were live on TikTok with the unclothed. Oh, with Rachel. With oh Rachel. my God. It was so good. Yeah. You watched it. was it? so good. Yes. I watched it. So it you guys are so like, fabulous together. We're kind of going to do like a behind the scenes of like what goes into picking one of the pieces that I dropped for that week. And I did do a writing class last Tuesday Oh, yes, YouTube, it went really well. Yeah. So we're okay. going to do that. And that kind of like it all kind of ties together um, with everything. 
with, you know, writing and the creative writing and kind of like the backstory of, you know, A, the pieces that I pick and where they kind of come from and what her and I do to like get that going. And then also like we went into like her backstory of how she found me and how we kind of got connected. So I'm just kind of, I have all these little like branches. Like I do this thing with you and I do this thing with her and I have the here to chew bubble gum and you know, the short farms thing. So I'm here. I'm here for all of it. Now I want you, the name of your YouTube channel because I need, we got quite a few people in here tonight. Yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for the super sticker and Melissa, welcome to the membership club. I know I commented and I know you're on the other live too. So, but welcome to the membership club. The name of your channel is not reading with Rebecca anymore. It's just listen, correct? Just listen. Okay. So make sure you guys type in just listen and go find Becca and make sure you smash that subscribe button and check her out. She does you do, you do, you do a fabulous job with reading and, and she's doing the writing classes and we are, we are so fucking proud of you. Um, and I was so proud of you when I was watching that live, you guys are just, and I love her too. And if I could keep track of her with all my accounts, but you guys are so incredible together. Um, and I'm, I'm here for all of this. I think you're just going to go some super far places. Yes. Thank she has you. a chicken, which we were going to talk about before the announcements and I had to make announcements. We got off track. What happened to your chicken, Mrs. Uh, so, CW? Okay, so we've dubbed her Miss Pluckinsworth, Peggy for short. And um, so they wandered. So there's this, uh, there's this like section of what I sent you a picture of the chicken coop. If you want to pull You did. You want me to pull it up? Yep. Yeah, we got a chicken coop. So there's a chicken coop. Okay. And then there's kind of like the back, like netted side of the chicken coop. And then there's like this wooded area kind of like behind that. And okay. that's where the rooster got loose one time. All right. Before I used to let the chickens out. So I had to go through the thicket and I was yelling at him. If I could catch you, I'm going to eat you. Okay. Um, which probably didn't Beautiful. help, but right. And then, uh, so the chickens were all in like the wooded area. Oh, those are the puppies. There we go. Oh, yep. Too far. This. Okay. Right yeah. Yeah. So like okay. there's the, you can kind of see the corner of like their hut where they go in for the night and then they all kind mm -hmm. of come out, but there's that wood line. You can see the trees starting, right? So they wandered down there. I let the dogs out. I didn't even think about it, but I heard Zena bolt to the woods. So I called them back because they're good on their recall. So they came, they came back and I had to go. And I thought that I counted six. I could have swore okay. there were six chickens before I left. I come back and I'm counting and I'm like, one, two, five. Okay. This is an issue. So I went hunting in the woods because that's the last place that I saw them. And there she was, feathers, a floof, and bleeding out of her wing, just laying in the woods. Oh, my God. I had a meltdown, like, with this chicken. Like, oh, oh let me help you, right? So I bring her in the house. I get her cleaned up. Um, chicken hack, if you just cover their head, they really don't give a shit what you do to them. I was literally pouring that's, hydrogen peroxide on this bird. and she did That's that. a bird hack as a yeah, whole. Yeah, like, like, you cover their yeah. head, and they're just, yeah, they just, they, they just, chill out. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we got her cleaned up. She's growing her feathers back. Her one side has already healed. And I think the only reason that this chicken is still alive is because somewhere in Zena's little dog brain, she was like, oh, that's one of our birds, not some random creature in the forest. So. Right. So you think she but, tuned into that and that's why she stopped eating it? Because I got yeah, this dog that yeah. does not care. Like if he could get a hold of that cat, he will. And that's the end of that cat. I'm, yeah. I'm borderline ready for it to happen though. That cat's driving me nuts, but that makes sense. That means your dogs are incredibly smart. Let's pull up the dogs really quick. Since yeah, that's all. Oh, I didn't send you a picture of Zena, but we do have the puppies. We do. So here are your puppies. Yeah. Well, that's when they were puppies. That's and this I, is that's them. When I brought them home and now they are eight months old. 
Golly. They are eight months old. And they come, like, their head comes up to my hip. Now, what kind of dogs are these? These are Great Pyrenees. These are Great Pyrenees. And they are, like, your typical farm dog. Like, they, they protect the chickens. They go and... They're very bold with the horses. The horses did very well with them. I'm like, oh my God, you're going to get kicked in the head and that's going to be the end of it. Right. But um, Mm -hmm. they do well. They do well. They kind of just patrol the property. And during the day, like I just let them, I just let them loose. They just go with the chickens. They just kind of go and they come back for, for dinner and for lunch. Now, why did you go with the great Pyrenees just out of curiosity? Well, uh, so Bear, this is kind of a bit of a backstory. Bear kind of came with the property. Now, Bear, I don't have a picture of Bear. Bear's on the site. No. Um, he's he's a great Pyrenees. And I kind of fell in love with the breed when I met Bear. He just kind of wandered up to us one day. And uh, he kind of came with Anthony's house, who's our neighbor. And these were, con- it was a son and a father that owned these properties. Okay. And he kind of came back. So he's just been around. I'd feed him when I saw him and he'd just hang out. We haven't seen him since Blockfest. I'm hoping that somebody just picked oh, him he, up. Yeah. He took I haven't off. Seen I haven't seen him. I'm hoping that somebody just picked him up and he's happy. Like, we've been checking the pounds. I've already had to bail him out of doggy jail once. Right. Um, but I'm I'm just hoping that somebody has him and I'm not going with the ladder of that. Uh, so I kind of fell in love with the breed. Simultaneously, a uh, guy that Chris used to work with, Dirty Dan used to work with, his dogs got a hold of each other and they had puppies. So the, the fact that they were puppies and we were able to get them young, cause usually I rescue, I'm a big advocate for rescue, but I right. wanted these dogs to grow up on this property in order to protect my rescues. Okay. So. And so, so you went with the great period. Now talk to me a little bit about your property too. We got, like I said, we got a lot of people and I got a lot of new people too. So this is Becca. Becca used to be a, a regular on the show. We switched everything up and we took her down a month. We took a bunch of people the monthly. We're doing a lot, some different things, but talk to everyone. So you moved from basically like the town that you were in or the city that you were in and you moved out to the middle of God's country and are homeschooling or planning to homeschool. You roll your own cigarettes. You are living kind of this, and it's almost kind of, kind of like a modern day hippie lifestyle, because I know that like, sure. you don't, you don't ride horses or anything like that. We're not that far removed into the Amish, but you're, I mean, I do well, you ride do ride horses. horses. You do ride horses. <laughs> Let's pull those up. So, so Amish, the horses would be carrying the trailer right now. We have to fight with the horses to get into the trailer, to carry them here. Well played. Okay. Horses. Well played. Uh, but those are the horses. So that's that's Bindi in the front there and then Dixie in the back. Okay. Um, Dixie I've had for going on three years now. There they are. Bindi, I actually, I just bought Bindi to come here with Dixie because they are herd animals. They can't, they don't do well alone. So she needed a friend. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're slowly like taking these little bites of life and of chunks and just kind of like, okay, can we do this on our own? Can we, can we pull back? Do we need this? Like we're kind of getting to the, the minimalistic lifestyle, that self-sufficient lifestyle, that homesteading, you know, growing our own stuff. So, but we're doing it in pieces. It's not like a, okay, here we go. We're going to do it all at once. You know, mm-hmm. band-aid removal. We're not doing that. It's well, I think, it's and that's so smart fun. too. Cause a lot of people fall off the bandwidth cause it's hard. They like, do. Yeah. And I feel like that's where that yeah. discouragement comes in. It's like, okay, we're going to do this. And then you fail because you're trying to do, you're trying to bite off more than you can chew all at once. So we've been strategic in taking off little chunks and we're good right now. We're going to sit, we're going to sit here for a while with the horses coming and 
all the things. I got 17 mouths to feed. So we're just going to sit. We're just going to sit here for a little bit through the winter. And sure. But yeah, we got 50 acres, 50 acres in Kentucky. We moved from, we were in Lexington, but we've been looking, this has been our dream. This has been my for dream a long forever. Time. And yeah, yeah, I mean, the fact that the horses are on my private, I've been waiting 20 years for this. Um, and, you know, when Dirty Dan and I met, we kind of had similar goals and ideas. So that kind of just bloomed into this. And we've been looking for property for four years. Like this has right. been, I've had a business plan written for four years. So this has been a long time coming. And so this is something, and this isn't just like, you're not just like a hobby farm either. Like you're doing workshops. And and like I said, she's on YouTube and she does her writing where she's working with, with the unclothed to have her stuff published. She's a writer. She's an author. She's, and she's amazing. Uh, but you're also going to be hosting local workshops on short farms. Is that correct? Where you're teaching people how to do different things in regards to like nature. Yeah. And we kind of have already, I mean, Flockfest was kind of a huge kickoff for that, which is, I actually, I just made the flyer for, for next year. It is an annual event. It is okay. an annual, making it three days off the rip now. So it's the second through the fifth, uh, fourth, second through the fourth. Um, and off of that, I've already had some flockers come back and just kind of spend a long weekend here and kind of use it as like a spiritual retreat and kind of just you know, learn about stuff. Like I know Cindy just came recently. She's never touched a chicken. So Cindy got to touch a chicken. Like that was a big deal. That's awesome. So, you know, and that's kind of what I want to do. We want to do these retreats and eventually have cabins in the woods and, you know, come and remove yourself from society, shut your cell phone off, wake up to the sun, you know, build a fire to heat up your coffee in the morning type of thing. Yeah, I'm here. And I'm here for all of it. And I think as we continue on with everything that's going on, like the world is obviously imploding in itself. Stuff like that is going to be wickedly important. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate for people getting out and doing stuff like that. Um, now you went on a trip and this was something too, that we wanted to talk about. So you went on a trip, talk to me, but what, what, what's, what's, what, what got going with the trip? Like what started the trip? Did you just wake up one morning and was like, I'm going to go on a trip or is this going to be <laughs> a while? I wish maybe back before I had responsibilities. That's how I lived my life. Like a fucking right. Um, no, this was six months of planning for me to leave for four days. Okay. This was post-it notes all over my house, my in-laws coming in, dirty Dan taking a day off of work so that everything ran smoothly. And this was also planned. I moved the arrival of the horses at, for after my trip so that nobody would have to deal with brand new horses on the property and not having horse experience. So no, this is not a, this is not a, oh, Rebecca decided to go to Virginia for the weekend type of thing. No, no, no. This right. was six months in advance. It started with, um, actually, I don't know if she's in the chat, uh, Untethered Jess. She does uh, body work. It. She does amazing body work. And I am weird and I have trust issues and I don't like people touching me and I needed body work done. So I was like, I want to come see you, but she's in Virginia. So it kind of started as like, I'm going to get body work done with Jess while I'm down there, I might as well make the there most of it. So no, I'm going to stop. Hold yeah. on for me one second. So what is body work? And I don't want to get too far from the trip, but I want to, yeah. what is body work? So body work and just please correct me if I'm wrong, but she's done a lot of studying and, and went to the Edgar Casey school. And with that, there's, there's Reiki, there's massage therapy. There's all sorts of different techniques that she kind of makes her own for each person and does the body work with that. So body work just encompasses all of that. It was an intense, like two hour 
deep tissue massage and it wasn't even all the way because she's like yeah you're driving in two days i'm not going to kill you like thanks i appreciate that um but yeah it was i mean i it was amazing and 100 totally worth it so it's kind of a combination of like deep tissue massage reiki work where they were and reiki i think is where kind of where they they realize like like your energy and and like your energy works yeah like i felt it and you know moving around the um oh what was the the layer it's not the muscles it's like the tissue that holds the muscles i can't remember what she called it but it was like you could literally like feel it like moving around and i've had like some issues. I ride horses for a living. I've hit the ground more times than I could tell you. So I've got issues and like right. touch and stuff and pressure points are weird. And I'd feel that shit somewhere else. I'm like, this is fun. This is the fascia. Yeah. The fascia. Thank you. Yeah, they said it. There it Good is. Good on you. Good on you, chat. What up? Chat's got it all figured out. Look yeah. at him go. <laughs> um, so they you did like this. Now, did you did you feel like I'm gonna and I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you this. Like I know I'm, I know physically you're gonna feel different. Did you feel different emotionally when it was hundred percent? Oh my god! I got yeah. on that table. Yeah, hundred percent. I cried the entire fucking weekend. It was like, it was. I did this thing. I did it to myself. The way up. I saw this prompt of like, go back to when you were like ten and thirteen and play all of the music that you listened to. Sob the entire way to Virginia. <laughs> Sob the entire way broke down in my hotel room. I'm sure the lady next door to me, she already had issues with me, but I'm sure she thought that somebody was murdering me in my hotel room, just <gasps> just letting it out. But it felt so good, like releasing that shit into the ocean. And we should have taken before and after pictures because like my whole entire like stance and body and like position just completely changed. I did something very similar. Like the Reiki was involved and there was a deep tissue massage. This was a while back. And I felt physically, I felt really good physically. I felt very loose and very open and very like flowing, which happens. But emo- like the, I could, I wasn't ready for like the emotional impact that I was going to have. Cause it's like, once you open that up, it all comes out. It's crazy. You just, and you, you ball and you sob and you don't know why you're crying, but you are. And that's crazy. Did you do anything else while you were in Virginia? Or did you just go and do that and then cry in your hotel room? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, I, <laughs> So I kind of just like dated myself for the weekend and I kind of just really listened to my body and just like, I wanted to walk down the empty board because I went off season. Right. So it was empty and which is perfect and what I wanted, but like I went and walked down the boardwalk at 1am in the morning just because I could, like I dressed up like a fairy for Halloween and went trick or treating with Jess and her kids. And I went and I, it was cool. Cause Jess, Jen, and Heather are all in Virginia and they were all super close to me. So I got to have dinner with Heather and Jen and I went out for breakfast. And so it was really cool to, you know, spend some one-on-one time with them. And then I did a lot of meditation. I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of like, like I took myself out to lunch. I just was with myself. I wasn't by myself. I was with myself. And for the first time in a very long time, actually the first time ever with this perspective of it is the first time that this has ever happened and it felt amazing and if you have the means to I highly encourage encourage it like go have a breakdown weekend with yourself we win I encourage that mightily like the more time you spend with it's really hard to decide who you are and what you want and what your convictions are and what your beliefs are and what you see the way that you you know perceive life if you are constantly inundated with the way that other people perceive life 
from their standpoint, because then it just rubs off on you. And unless you spend a considerable amount of time alone, it's really hard to figure out who you really are. And, and then we, like I said, we kind of did the same thing a few times, you know, I went all the way out to Arizona, we came to Kentucky, but I brought the kids, but to having that time by yourself is just, it does. It puts a lot of things into perspective and we, I'm a huge advocate for it. She's right. If you can afford it, um, absolutely take yourself out and spend the weekend by yourself. It's, it's beautiful. Well, that was yeah. a lot. We, yeah, just got, a lot. We, got, we got it all out of there. Are you working on anything new? Like, do you have any new pieces that you've been writing or anything new that you've been looking up? Um, I had, I had a, I, I mean, yes, always. Um, I have the one, it's actually, it's funny. It's the one that, um, I posted when I came back and I see, I just saw her join the uh, Rachel, the unclothed, just joined the chat on TikTok. But I went to the, the funny story about the 1am boardwalk walk is I was hungry. It was late mm -hmm. and nothing's open, right? Except the bars. So I walked down, it was from second street all the way to 11th street. I had to walk down cause I wasn't driving nowhere. A, my truck is huge and doesn't fit in beach parking and I'm not having it valet cause you gotta like do it just right and like drive it a certain way anyway. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just walk. Right. So I wrote this piece in a bar. Like I literally was like, had my notebook in a bar at like 1230 at night with the football game. So that was that piece. I'm pretty proud of that one's posted. Um, can I you, is, can, can I get you to read it for us or not? I, I can. Yes. I can. Let's do it. Read it for us. Hold on a second. Let me uh, go grab it. Let me find it really quick. It's, it's on my computer. That's I fine. just have to remember. And yes, to recap, I know some of you in the chat are talking about the announcements. Yes, after this live is over, we're going to go live on a different broadcast, which you can find right under this. And we'll talk about the announcement. It's a big old nope, like a nothing burger again. So, but we're going to talk about it and what it's going to look like. So no worries. Zebra, Zebra's in the house. Hello, Zebra. It's good to see you. Okay. Hello, hello. So, yes. We ready? Yeah. Wait. Okay. Okay. Let me are get we ready? ready. Okay. We're ready. I'm ready. It's called a notebook in a bar. It's fitting that it's Halloween when I'm left alone to date myself for the weekend in a place that would be rare for me to return to again. So I get the luxury of being whoever I want to be. Reba from Texas here on business acquisitions, Jill from Maine passing through on her way to Florida, or Amelia from somewhere exotic finally coming back home. As if I'm playing a different character in everyone's story, I become the side quest. The looks I'm getting right now, writing this alone, in a bar on football night, Packers versus Buffalo Bills. And that's about all I can tell you. As I wonder about everyone's stories, I'm curious of the storyline they've created about me. Being completely truthful in a creative way with strangers is a unique gift. You must be quick, confident, and either super vague or greatly detailed. Telling the truth in such a way that it must be a tall tale is something of another communication level. Expanding fully on just one particular aspect of your life, step fully into it. People watching is one of my favorite pastimes, although now I watch from a completely different perspective with a different appreciation and understanding. Oh, my source, someone really just brought puppies into the bar. They really did. There's a few that are curious about me, I can tell. It's been fun watching them watch me. The fact that I have a notebook in a bar, apparently something none of these folks have ever seen before. So I'll slowly sip my drink while writing mysteriously eat my fried pickles and leave as quickly as I entered, disappearing down the empty beach boardwalk, dancing to music only I can hear. That's beautiful. And I could actually see you sitting in like this booth at a bar. Yeah. That was, was beautiful. Fun. I was literally like laughing. They're writing it. And then someone really did. They brought in, a, uh, they brought in 
fucking baby Dalmatian puppies. Oh my God. It was amazing. Now, where does your inspiration, and I know we've talked a little bit and kind of high level about this before we tangent on to a different subject, but where does the inspiration for your writing come from? Or do you, where do you grab it from everywhere? Or is there a specific place that you go to get inspired or have you ever felt uninspired and have to do like certain things? Yeah. Um, all of them, actually, I pull inspiration from several different places. And it's funny that you say that because there's another piece that's, that's on the unclosed and you can go and check all this out. Cause there's a bunch of them that are posted. And I kind of do like a little illustration with them. My chicken is losing her mind right now. I kind of do a little like illustration with them, kind of like where I'm at, or like that one had a picture of an empty beach boardwalk that I actually took. Um, but there's one that's uh, no thoughts. And it's literally a writing about the fact that I have writer's block. I literally write about okay. the fact that I can't have anything to write about. So I pull inspiration from everywhere. Sometimes I seek it. Like I'll go pull writing prompts or like look for, or, you know, go through a shadow work journal or something of that nature. Or I'm driving down the street and I have this thought, I'll literally pull the truck over and like jot shit down. Like I have, I got no problems with that. And I always have a notebook with me. So like, and then this one I wrote in a, I literally wrote about what I was doing like that. You can break it down to that basic of a level and it draws people in because they can literally see it get real descriptive. Mm-hmm. Including the dogs in the bar. Yeah. It would have like, been cooler if it had been a baby. Thing. Like it stopped my thought. I was like, what? <laughs> They've been like, this lady bought a baby in the bar. <laughs> this lady is always, oh, well, they're talking about your chicken. Peggy yeah. just wants to be on the show. She does. She does. She does. So you didn't, then you came. So then you were there for three days, right? And did you do three anything nights. else? You just, you just kind of hung out and wrote and meditated. Did anything exciting happen? Did you see anything cool or other than um, the bar and the dogs? Sure, I'm pretty sure that I heard a siren late one night. Cause I was up until like whoa, 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 whoa. hours in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not, not like, not like a fire siren. I'm going to lure you to your death and eat you siren. Yeah. Okay. So and I said something to Jeff. That's my favorite like, topic. Yeah. One of them. So I was sitting out on my balcony smoking, which I wasn't supposed to do, which is a whole nother story because I had an issue with the mask lady next to me anyway. So I'm sitting out there and I'm trying to be like real quiet, like smoking my bowl, right? my cigarette, like nobody sees me out here. And I had like this little tiny cord, like I leaned over the side. She had a way bigger patio than I did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear, I have chills, like I have chills talking about it. I hear the most, like, I can't even, I can't sing. I'm not going to try, but it was just this, like, ah, like just this <gasps> tone. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that is beautiful. So I'm looking, like I'm leaning over the thing. I, and I still hear it and it's getting louder. I'm like, all right, bet. So I changed my shoes. I had slippers on or something. I changed my shoes. Yeah. I fucking grabbed my, my sweater real quick. Like I book it. I was on the fifth floor. I book it down the, down the elevator. Okay. And I'm on the beach. Jess is like, this is where you made a mistake. She's like, you shouldn't have. She's like, yeah, it's, it's, like the, God, it's like the Appalachian mountains, right? You're not supposed to like look in the direction. You're supposed to pretend like you didn't see it. Listen, I just, I wanted to see, I wasn't going to follow her. I just wanted to see it. All right. So, and I got to the, like, I got to, I was right on the beach, like right on the beach. So I come around, right. And I'm walking like over the road or whatever they had to like get to the beach. As soon as my fucking feet hit the sand, it stops. Damn it. But yeah, I heard it for a hundred percent, a hundred fucking percent because there was nobody else. It wasn't anybody's fucking speaker. Right. Like you could tell, like right. somebody was singing. 
Now you were, what beach were you on? Can I, uh, I don't Virginia know Beach. So just the Virginia Beach, just the. Like I was at the end, like of Virginia Beach. Okay. But you I were right always, on the beach, right? Like I you was, could see the ocean on your balcony. I, yes. hundred oh percent. God. Yeah. What a trip though. That would have yeah. been awesome. How far is it to Virginia from where you are? Nine hours and 12 minutes. And you drove? Yep. I'll never get that. I was going to say, how did that, that? I love to drive. I'm, I'm kind of here for it, but how did that, like, do you just, I'm used to road trips. So it was nothing for me. Okay. I got no, I got no problem driving from Pennsylvania down to North Carolina by myself. So now tell everybody what a siren is though. I could, but I'm gonna let you do it. Uh, what is so a siren? It's like the creepy version of mermaids. They're like, they're not pretty. Like they are not pretty, but they will lure you with their singing into the water and then you drown and they eat you from my understanding there's like a whole like folklore thing behind it which i don't know off the top of my head but yeah it's they're not like i just wanted to see one though i heard it for sure ship like i like i will bet serious dollars on this like i heard it i believe you i really do i'm gonna let me see if i can find a video of i thought i saw a video one time so a siren caught on camera I can't believe you didn't make a TikTok. Like that would have been my first. I could I couldn't get my phone. I couldn't function. Ship. It's always those moments oh where like God. you can't function, right? And by the time I got to the beach, it was gone. It stopped. Like I had my phone ready at that point, but it stopped. Hold on. I do have a video. Next to Rude's Inlet. Rudd's Inlet is where I was. Rudd's Inlet. Got it. Sirens. Oh, the ARE. I totally forgot about it. So just what? To the ARE, the Edgar Casey. Okay. Oh my God. We like, we walked the labyrinth. I went into the biggest metaphysical library that exists. You could have left me there for days. You could have left me. We saw the couch where he used to like have his meditations and like his downloads and do his readings. Go back to this. Who is this now? What is this? Edgar Casey. He's like a renowned doctor healer. He used to go into these meditations and like get all of these answers to, of how to heal people. And then he's st- from, like he- from, from, from the universe, from, yeah. from his guys, and, from whatever. Right. And, um, like proven, like there's like a whole section on cancer. There's like all, like what herbs you needed, what, what things you needed to do. Like he would have all these answers and you could just get, you could get whatever answer you wanted. And like his couch was there that he used to lay on and get, and get all of these downloads from. She uh, went to school. So I got like a private tour. She like took me where like she learned how to massage and everything like that. And they do class the father of holistic medicine. Yes. Edgar Casey. That is cool. Now, did you get any pictures of that? You didn't send me those pictures. I didn't send you any of those pictures. No, I didn't. I, me- I honestly, like I took a couple pictures of like the meditation garden and then I was just, I was super present. You know what I mean? Right. As you should have been. Right. Honestly, at the end of the day, but you did send me pictures of your dog's food. I did. I did. You I was on the short sh- farms thing. I wasn't, I like the trip was like in the back of my, cause I thought, and that's why I had to message you. I couldn't remember if we talked before or after I went on my trip. We talked, it was before you went on your trip and then you went on your trip and now you're back. But now I'm back, speaking yeah. of like the holistic thing, like this is what yeah. you feed your dogs. Now this is a carrot that's and a this carrot. looks like some chocolate cocoa puffs. Um, well, that's the, that's the puppy kibble. And then um, kibble. there's a splash of milk in there. There's some milk. And then this is, what is this? The meat beef. part. Okay. So that's just beef and then a dog biscuit and then yep. sweet potato, sweet potato and apple, apple. 
Banana? Banana. What's this? That is a uh, baby bell cheese. Oh, baby bell cheese. And then a raw egg. You feed them a raw egg? Raw egg. Yeah, right out of the chicken's ass out of the coop. Right out of that chick. Right there. Right out of that chicken's ass. Look at, there's the egg right there. And then it's right there. Yeah. I like how that's put together. That's fantastic. I mean, it wasn't that particular egg, but you get the idea. Oh, it could have been. Why'd you have to say that? It could have been. I'm sorry. You know what? You're right. It went right in. That's it. Chicken. Chicken. So yeah, so, so we went to the airy. We did that. There was a labyrinth. Okay. We walked the labyrinth. We they had like this huge meditation room that you could go and sit in, and then they had like obviously this little gift shop that I spent way too much money. At. Oh, look what they had at the gift shop! The one yeah. and only, the one and only. I had to buy it. It's a flamingo. The fucking flamingo. And I'm is it a brass? It's like a it's scholar. A, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like a ring holder, iron. apparently. No. Oh, that makes that. sense. Yeah, it does make sense now. But yeah, it was the only one. And it was not in the place where like there was no other other ones. And so, yeah. Now, talk to me about the the maze, though. Like you talked about, was it like a books or what was it? What what kind of maze was it? Uh, it's a labyrinth. Or a, okay. Yeah. The same thing. It was out of. Like a siren um, and a mermaid. A siren and a mermaid. Yeah, a labyrinth. Well, it's not really a maze because you can kind of just see. But you. You walk up, you set your intentions and you, you take this time to walk. And there's these, there's these back and forth that you take, right. in these loops, and then you almost get to the center, but then you have to go back around this way. And it all like, it all interlays on itself. Right. I've actually looked up recently how to wait a minute. Is this the same thing you do with like the sand and the rake? No, that's a Zen garden. No, you walk this. This is life size. You walk it. Like you have to walk the path. Um, and then there's a there's a compass in the center and you you stand at north, south, east, west, right? You stand at all the directions and you just kind of like you set your intention and you you say the things that you need to say. And it was really interesting because each direction I looked, it was a completely it was a completely different picture. And it was just I bawled my eyes out through that whole thing too. <laughs> Right. It was just a lot of crying and like it was really therapeutic. And like the one direction there was this beautiful like rock sculpture with, with water coming out of it. And then the other direction was like this little, like little bench in a tree. And then the other direction that I looked, I remember I was looking there and I was talking about, it was so funny. I was talking about um, to myself, like the journey that I'm on and the people that have come with me and like helped me along the way as just like does the labyrinth in front of my field of vision, right? Like, right. oh, there she goes, right? There she and goes. Then, and then the south direction was where I started. Like, that's where I entered. So it was just, and then my truck was there. It was just the whole thing. And I broke down again. And then these people came up and they like made me feel impatient. And I just stabbed them. I was, well, and that was going to be my next one. Now, was it super crowded there? No, like, where there I was a couple people. Okay. It's a weird vibe in the meditation room. So we left that too. But yeah. What does a meditation room look like? What is a meditation room? Um, It like? kind of, it was this, we didn't stay very long, but it was this, massive room with all these chairs and they had music playing it was just like uh frequency music playing and then this giant crystal in the corner and it overlooked um was it like a i didn't was it like a garden that it overlooked i can't really remember we were also off season too i can't really i can't we weren't there very long i can't remember what it overlooked okay that's crazy the siren, siren is on the starbucks, on the starbucks. it is it is. And people, they caught sirens on, on camera. 
It's overlooking the ocean. Okay, thank yeah. you. I couldn't remember. I we weren't we weren't there very long. There was this other guy that was in the elevator, and he had like these weird vibes. And we like sat. He like sat in the corner. I went to sit in the back, and Jess like sat in the middle. So I moved and went sat next to, to Jess. And she's like, we gotta go. Like she like tapped me. Like she's like, we gotta go. And because he was like up there on his phone, he was doing weird stuff. I like his vibe. So we had to. We weren't gonna meditate with him. We were gonna. <laughs> what was he? <laughs> What was he doing that was weird? He was just weird. I just, he had a weird vibe. I wasn't here for it. I thought you had a weird vibe. I like that. That's fine. I'm allowed to have a weird vibe. You cannot, though, if you're, <laughs> the guy was an issue. Yes, he was. It was just, he wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't now, is this, down to the gift shop. Is this something that you're going to plan on doing every year? Maybe not necessarily to Virginia, but these solo trips? I would really like to if, like, it's, and I know that this is the issue for a lot of people and a lot of things. It's just who's going to fill my spot when I leave. Right. Because, and like, it'd be fine if it was a dog and like a couple kids or whatever, but it's, it's 17 mouths. I mean, there's right. two horses involved. Like that's a whole nother level. Like you got to be comfortable bringing in over a thousand pound animals and dealing with them and knowing what to do if they freak out or if something happens or what, which is why I, planned it the way that I did and moved the arrival of the horses because I didn't want anybody dealing with that except me. Okay. So, so yes, if I can swing it. And what did, so what did Dirty Dan do while you were gone? I he had his own man. Did he have a mancation? I, probably. Well, he, Come his on, parents Dirty. were here. So he did. His oh, own, okay. Yeah. He, his parents were here and I kind of like, I really like, I shut down like from, I really didn't, I talked to him a couple times during the day, but I really didn't, I didn't talk to anybody. I, I literally just shut down. I got with myself. I wasn't on TikTok. I didn't, you know, I posted a couple things that I wanted to post, you know, and people, right. you know, I sent like a, Hey, I'm here. See you Thursday. Um, and then I was really only on my phone to like figure out where I was going type of thing. Okay. Like if I needed to look up the address or something like that, or like hey, text Jess or Jen or, you know, people I was meeting up with, but I, I wasn't on my phone just to kill time. I really, I really focused on going in and being with myself and just being present and just sitting, like I sat on the beach for a while and, you know, walked that and, and we did the massage and we did the ARE and it, it, I was busy, I was busy. Right. Curling. <laughs> now was dirty damn pretty was damn pretty supportive of this like you going 100%. out and doing this 100 percent. i think that's a problem that a lot of people run into is that uh maybe they don't their spouse isn't so supportive of it or you know there's some guilt that's left there because obviously you're you are you're leaving a hole and mm -hmm. then people have to pick up the slack of the things that you do and it's interesting to me that moms and it's probably not in your situation it's not really in mine either but i and not in mine now but it used to be um before i met mr shipwreck but that like moms carry a lot of this guilt for doing this kind of thing almost now did you struggle with any of the guilt with this i did did you terribly, okay. terribly. talk to me about that it was it was a lot of like panic guilt like okay if this happens i have to like lay this out so that everybody's prepared if this goes down literally i should have sent you a picture my house it's i'm still finding post-it notes from myself for like my mother-in-law because i went around my whole routine and i stuck post-it notes wherever i was like okay if char's asking for this this is what she wants i have a note on the tv with where the shows are and what channel like if it's on disney or if it's on hulu or peacock right so that she could figure that out 
So that's where my guilt, my guilt was in. I can't believe I'm leaving for four days and I'm not taking my husband with me and I'm not taking my kids with me or my kid with me. Am I allowed to be doing this? Like, is this okay for me to do? Am I allowed to leave? Am I allowed to leave? Yes, you're allowed to leave. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, especially being a mom, being a stay at home mom and doing the homestead and the homeschooling and all the animals, there's, there's constantly this, this draw of energy, right? This need, this, this want, this, you being touched out You're, And I know it's, it gets different for different ages of kids. I have a three and a half year old. She's very all the time. Mm -hmm. And it got like, when I first got there, I had these couple moments where I didn't know what to do because I felt that's where the guilt came in. Like I should be doing something and not just sitting here. That's right. where it started to kick in. And then I wanted to like, there were a couple of times I, you know, I'd call to check in and Hey, how is everybody holding up? And I wanted to FaceTime, but I also knew that FaceTiming Charlotte would probably make it harder on them because, you know, out of, out of sight, out of mind type of deal. Mm -hmm. So that was hard too, is like literally just shutting down from everything. And I literally stepped away from my life for four days and it was right. weird and uncomfortable at first. I think a lot of people get into this mindset that they constantly have to be doing something like, and if you're not doing something, you're being lazy. Yeah. And that's an interesting, cause I, I used to be the, the same way I used to be like, if I, if I'm not doing something, then, you know, that can be perceived as lazy. And this, I have, you know, my work ethic and stuff kind of comes into play with this too. Cause my work ethic is really strong. Like if I'm not working, then what am I doing? Fucking nothing. Right. But it's not necessarily being lazy. Like we're designed to need rest. I mean, we're just like bears. They go into hibernation of sorts during the winter. Like the trees all go into hibernation of sorts during the winter. Like we're nature too. And we don't, we just work harder so that we can afford Christmas and that we can have holiday. Like there's no, there's this, there's this mentality that resting is lazy. And, and I think it's a mentality it's a mentality that needs to be broken because I think it, it contributes to a lot of people's mental health um, issues. Yeah. I think it goes al along the same lines, if not more with that whole self-care isn't selfish. Like right. we have to, we have to deprogram and unlearn all of that because I made a TikTok on this not too long ago. If you're, if you're trying to rest and you're still, up in your head about all of the things that you should be, you're not fucking resting. And that's why mm -hmm. you're tired. Like actually peace can seem like boredom to someone raised in trauma. And that's exactly what it is. It's a trauma response. Like, Oh shit. If I'm not doing this, if I don't look busy, if I'm not doing that, I'm going to, I'm going to get in trouble or I'm going to get my ass beat or I'm not going to be able to do the thing that I wanted to do because I've so long been, uh, valued at the work that I do and how often I do it. Just like the whole time thing, right? Like if you wake up at 5 a.m. and you're super productive until three o'clock in the afternoon and then you're done, why are you considered more productive than if I'm up until three in the morning, right? Being super, we get the same amount of work done, but because my hours are shifted, I'm, I'm, I can't be, no, that's not possible. Like that you're not accept, time. you're not accepted as a societal norm. Right. Then at that yeah. point, I get what you're saying. And this is actually probably one of my favorite quotes. And one of the things that I struggle with mightily when it came to my, when I first started meditating and meditating on a consistent basis, because it didn't necessarily feel bored. I, I wasn't bored, but I was constantly waiting for another, sh like peace looked like 
danger almost to me. Like, oh my God, there's nothing going on right now. There's nothing I have to prepare for. I need to prepare. Like it, it, it's such a crazy thought process, but unless you've experienced it, I, I don't even know that I can, I can describe it. Peace. Peace isn't necessarily boredom to me, but it's almost triggering. Like, I don't know what to, I do so well in chaos, which is probably why I do so well in politics. Right. I, and, and doing what I do because I do extremely well in chaotic situations. I do extremely well in, in, um, when push comes to shove, I'm kind of a procrastinator too. Like I put things off to the last minute because I do extremely well at last minute tasks, but a lot of people are like this. And if you were raised in this fight or flight, constant fight or flight notion, when you finally do start to heal some of the stuff that caused you to be in that fight or flight stance to begin with, peace is very foreign and you don't know what to do with it. It's very interesting. It's one of my favorite things. I love that quote. You wrote something down. I, I did. We're I still wanna... here. <laughs> Go, I wanted to touch on this because it's super. Yeah. I want to, I want to, um, I want to do the thing that I like to do during your lives and I want to blow your mind a little bit. Sure. Um, I think you have the wrong definition of peace. And I be. think you're looking at it wrong. I think it's calmness. It's the stillness. Yeah. I don't do well with it. Because being at peace, being at peace means that you're just, you're going with the flow of what's ever happening. You can be at peace in super chaotic situations and you can be at peace when it's super still, but the at peace means that it's not affecting you, right? Like you're not allowing right. that to get into your bubble. So it's not peace that's because you can be at peace and the world could be exploding around you and you could still be at peace because you're okay with the world exploding around you because it's not going to hurt you. I'm right. being exaggeratory, but it's the calmness. So I think if you separate and change that, it's not the peace that terrifies you because you're at peace with that chaos. You're at peace with that trauma, right? It's right. the calm. It's the still. It's the nothing's happening right now. Why is everybody quiet? <laughs> right? Like something's about right. to happen. Right. I I just... You're in your... You know what you did just kind of... No, no, no. About blew my mind because... You just explained it and maybe peace wasn't the best word for it either yeah. because you're absolutely right. Like when things are calm and quiet and I don't struggle, which it's interesting because I don't struggle much with it now. Like I prefer, I prefer things to be calm and quiet. I prefer, I don't mind being alone. I don't feel the need to constantly be surrounding myself with people on the internet or off. Right. Um, and it, there was a time where it never used to be that way. I needed that constant interaction. Like I needed that constant to feel like I was okay. It's a very strange thing. And now that things are are calm and meditation is, is big for this because you're, you're calm. You're, you're trying, you're calming your mind. You're calming your thoughts during meditation. That's the majority of my meditation is to, to shelve the things and to calm my mind to keep so that my body will calm down. And when I first started it, it was almost kind of, it was kind of scary. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm nice and calm, but wait, what's coming. Something's coming. We got to get ready for, it's really hard to do. And then when you finally are able to get there, it always almost kind of weird because you don't know what to do. So then it almost creates like a secondary anxiety disorder. So you go from having the normal anxiety, which is your fight or flight response, constantly living in the future to like this secondary anxiety where you just don't know what to do with yourself because things are good. You don't know how to be. I don't know how to, I don't know how to survive outside of my trauma. I don't know how to not struggle. I don't know how to not um, constantly be 
like um, in, in that struggle. I don't know how to exist outside of it. And that's something that I did have to learn. It took a long time and a lot of time alone to get there, but yeah, you're dead on Becca. Good job. That anxiety, write, that anxiety, something that anxiety, that excitement though, that's the same feeling. Like the same things happen to your body when you're excited or when you're anxious. It's just your mind telling you what the outcome is going to be. That's going to be negative or, or good, right? Positive mm-hmm. or negative. And it's, so is it anxiety or are you just feeling the same way, but you're automatically going, oh shit, it's going to be bad because you're right. so, and that, feeling that way. Yes. Based, yeah. Based yes. on anxious times. It's that, that's what you have to unprogram. It's not that feeling. The feeling's okay. Cause it's just your body's reaction to stuff. It's the, the shoe's not going to fall. Right. It's not going to fall. One of my favorite things that. I have heard was when you start thinking about, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? You're, you're supposed to, and I think it was Mel Robbins that said it. She's like, you stop that thought right there. And she says, and then replace it with what if it all works out? Yeah. And even if you don't, even if you don't mean it, even if you don't believe it, even if you're rolling your eyes, doing it, being a sassy pants. Okay. Say it anyway, because then what happens is, as you continue to do it, you start to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when things do go wrong, they, it's not as big of a deal as to where when they used to go wrong before and you were like, Oh, I told you, but anxiety and excitement are very, very similar. And it's almost, it's a very fine line between the two. And it's one that you almost have to kind of recognize because a lot of people will not take chances, will not come out of their comfort zone because they feel like they're super anxious about it. And they feel like something bad is going to happen when the reality is, is they're probably just super excited about it and they know it's going to work. But then those thoughts, they start to talk back or people, if they've got people around them that are no good for them, are talking them out of out of their success, right? Are talking them out of their dreams. And this is why, again, spending time alone is extremely important to do that or spend time around people who support you in your dreams. I was supposed to. Do, oh, it literally is retracing new pathways to your brain by doing so. Yeah. Yes, it really yes. is. And it's not it's not what's the worst that could happen. What's the best that could happen? Like, what is the best case right. scenario? Stop saying worst case scenario. Stop saying that, you know, oh my God, this is getting so much worse. No, you're getting that much stronger. This is, this is, you know, oh, I can't wait for this. No, you're excited for. And that's, we, we've talked about that a lot too, is just changing these words. And instead of having a negative viewpoint on it, put a positive filter over it. I agree. And again, even if, even if you're sassy pants and rolling your eyes, doing it fine, be a pessimistic pat, pat, patty, but do it anyway, because then you will eventually you'll trick your mind into automatically believing it, then which tricks your body into automatically believing it. And so then instead of feeling anxious, you're actually excited. It's very, the whole thing is very interesting. It's just interesting stuff. Interesting stuff, guys. I'm so interested in so many things. I know. I had major problems with that growing up, being anxious about all the things that might go wrong. I did too, but that's because a lot of the people that I run into who have this same thing, grew up in a very similar circumstance where they were always the peacekeeper. They were always the one that fixed the things. They were always the one that were apologizing for things that weren't their fault in order to keep the peace. That's like the majority of people I talked to that grew up with that struggle then with this anxiety, this particular um, anxiety point. And once you kind of go back and you heal what caused it to begin with from your childhood and you understand why, it does eventually fade away. And then you, it, it is, it's replaced by excitement. It's replaced by, by bravery. It's replaced by courage. It's replaced by you coming out of your comfort zone. That's how you do it. 
Um, I'm always a peacekeeper. Yeah, I was always a peacekeeper too until COVID. And God knows we didn't keep any peace during COVID. No, 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 we sure didn't. We sure did it. I was done with it. And that's another silver lining with the COVID stuff. Like I was done. I was done. I, I'm not going to placate people anymore. I'm not wearing your fucking mask. I'm not going to placate you. If you're scared, stay home. Oh my God. We're done with this. They had a mask on <laughs> the hotel room and she's parked next to me. I park away from everyone. I park in the right. back of a big ass truck. Right? I'm not fitting nowhere. I'm backing in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting in my truck right after my trip and I'm whoo, having a cigarette, a bowl, right? Cause that was a fucking drive. All right. Mm-hmm. And she pulls in right next to me, like, like a car space down. I'm like, why are you parking there? Right? Like, why are you parking there? There's all these other parking spots. And she's got her mask on in her car alone. And I'm looking at her and I'm talking to her. Like she can hear me. She can't hear me. I'm like, I am judging you. I'm judging you. Then mm-hmm. I check in, right? I'm like, whatever, fuck it. So we check in, right? I get, I, there's this whole debacle with my license plate because he needed my plate number right that now. And I'm like, can you just wait 10 fucking minutes? I can go pee in my hotel room and I'll get your plate number. So I go up in the elevator. We're in the elevator together. Oh my God. And I'm laughing at myself, right? I'm like, of course, right? The universe is just tested me right off the gate. Right. She looks at me. She's like, I really like your dreads. I'm like, thanks. She's like, right? So I'm like, fuck. So God, I'm you're like, a dick. Yeah, I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm the asshole. So then she's like, you going to five? I'm like, yep, sure I am going to five, right? So she pushes the button. We go to five and I go to my room and she goes right to the door next to me. I'm like, okay, right? So I'm like checking to see like, can we hear each other through like the door that's in, but that we could unlock, right? If we paid for the rooms together, right? No, we go, okay, we can't hear each other. Shove the shit in the, in the peephole because I don't trust no motherfuckers. So right. I go outside to have a cig. That's what it starts. That's when it starts. Smoking another fucking cigarette. Slams the door. Bitch, if you want to be passive aggressive, say it to my face. Oh, it was the whole trip. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I take it back. She deserved yeah. it. You're yeah. a dick, but I, she well, yeah, deserved that's it. I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, of course. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, like Becca. I'm on the balcony. I'm on vacation. I'm going to have a cigarette. I don't want to come out at 7 a.m. You clicking your fucking cereal ball. Chomping away. I don't bitch about that. No, I'm going to have a cigarette. Well, Becca, we are right at the top yeah. of our hour. And you know what usually comes next after this. Do you want to leave everybody Do with something before we wrap for tonight? Something. Usually you have a little something. And for those of you who are still in here, while she looks ball. for that. I don't know where we're... my. Oh, my chickens under there. I didn't want to roll over her. We're going to, so like I said, as soon as this is done, about 9, 10, we're going to go live. It sounds like it's going to be a real short live, uh, probably 9, 10 to 9, 30. We'll talk about Trump's announcement. We'll talk about a few other things that are going to happen and that are going on. And that's going to be on the broadcast right below this. And so if you guys want to join us for that, if not, that's cool too. It'll be there. You can watch it tomorrow. We have a loud, yes, ma'am. Uh, we have a, we have a loud house. Loud, 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 loud. Wow. I'm never mind. We have a that, that Okay. <laughs> From that person. Um, if you're correct, if you correct your mind, the rest of your life will fall into place. How fitting. How fitting. We just talked about that. We do that all the time, though, because we're the shit. I know. We're the shit. You guys, that's it. We're going to wrap for tonight. I'll see you in about 15 minutes if you want to join on the next live. Becca, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure you subscribe to Becca's channel. Just listen uh, and catch her, all of the stuff that she's going to be doing. You can also find her on TikTok. Which TikTok name? Queen of the Flock? uh, Flocking Queen, Flocking Queen 2.0, and Short.Farms. It's all in the clickables. There you go. Just click the clickables. Click the clickables and you guys will find her with that. I love your faces and we will see you again. Bye. Bye. I don't have to tell your mom I says hi. I ran out. I'm off my script. <laughs> tell your mom I says hi. Watch out for deer. I'll see you in a minute. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.